episode 156 of the American Entrepreneur Podcast. How to be a successful business person. Two steps. And something you should be aware of is that these two steps are going to be outlined very easily for you. And they're going to be from my personal life and what I believe made me, makes me, and will make me continue to be successful in business. And I don't think you're prepared for what the first one is. The first one is going to shock you. All right, so let's break into it. The first thing that made me successful in business. You guys are not going to expect this one. Being, the first thing is being in bands when I was a teenager. Yes, being in bands, playing in metalcore, like tech metal and hardcore bands. That's the first part. Okay, so if any of you have been in bands, you already know a series of of reasons that could be. But I'm going to give you a few reasons that you probably aren't even thinking of right now. And for the rest of you, you're probably thinking, what the hell is this dude talking about? So for what reason has that contributed to my success as a businessman slash entrepreneur slash guy with cool haircut? Just kidding. How does that help, though? Let me make you aware of this and outline this for you so you can know if there is something or not in your life that's exactly like this. And so when you're in bands growing up, I think in some ways that that kids are are actually more intelligent because they're not programmed to be less intelligent deliberately and this is what i mean when you're a teenager you're 16 years old you're thinking about being in a band you're not necessarily thinking about money right because we're not looped into the money system yet you're thinking about resources which is even smarter right you you go to kids they want resources they want food fuck dude they want fucking girlfriends and shit right They want attention. They want to be able to walk up to whoever they want to and gain resources, rather it be social status that can get them to gain more resources, be a part of more tribes that give them better resources. Um, And then you get older, then you talk about money, and then you become, you know, Warren Buffett, and then you talk about resources all over again. And so... As a teenager in a band, you're, you're not, 
I mean, you're going to make some cash from shows and you guys are going to go to fucking Waffle House after you play your concert or whatever. You play with your favorite band, you sell a bunch of tickets, whatever. Um, And so this taught me about entrepreneurship in a way that was... That was an approach where we put in a disproportionate amount of work for anything that we ever got back. And so since we did that, that gave me the mindset of you don't work until you get paid. You just fucking work. <laughs> like we weren't going to become multi fucking millionaires off of playing some hardcore shows. Some tech death shows. That's just that just wasn't going to happen. Maybe. I don't know. I guess there's some bands that did it kind of. Uh, But that wasn't us. And that wasn't our plan to begin with. Our plan was, we want to be the coolest band here. We want to be the most known by people. Why? So that we could play any shows we wanted to. So that we could be connected to any musicians we wanted to be connected to. So that I could walk into any circle and be the guy where all the girls there are like, Oh my god, that's the person in a really cool band that I went and seen there... I could have instant access to girl like that was for me instant access to women, which by the way, yeah, it worked. And so I'm like, you know, sixteen, fifteen, sixteen year old kid when I'm starting this. So when we're playing those concerts and we're making music, you know, me and a good a good buddy who primarily we had really great musicians, but me and a buddy who primarily would sit there you know, 1 p.m. to 4 in the morning, whatever, just writing music. And what you're doing is you're kind of, what you're doing is you're brute forcing every combination of a style of music until you find little, you know, that 14-hour shift might give you intuition on a new outcome for a part of a song. You're not even really getting the outcome. You're getting just like a little bit of intuition of what the outcome could be in a 14-hour shift. And so in the Bhagavad Gita, it essentially says, you shouldn't work for the fruit of your labor. You should just work. And what that's doing is it's, it's putting your mind in a state where all of your faculties are almost blinding you to the point where you're getting an optimal outcome by engineering your perspective. Of course, you wouldn't dig a hole to find food if you knew there was no food there at all. But if you dug the hole as if your only goal was to dig the hole, and your brain wasn't so focused on the outcome, and you were only focused on the digging, maybe you'd dig faster, and maybe you'd dig more, and maybe your brain wouldn't be distracted, and all of your faculties would be sped up. Because you put the action you need to take before just the focus on the outcome. And so being in bands... 
Dude, we're working for resources. We're, we're, we're the Bhagavad Gita. We're not making the song because we think we're going to get rich. We're making the song because we want to be the person who made the best motherfucking song. What resources could come along with being that person? Just the person who made the better song. Not the person who made anything else. Not the person who made a, a million dollars here. That, that, that wasn't the goal as a 16-year-old kid. That's just not how we thought. We wanted something that was difficult, something that most people weren't going to do, and something that was so hard that you're basically guaranteed failure and we were still going to push through that and succeed. And so there's the first reason. The first reason is when you're growing those bands, the only fucking thing you care about is making your music, your brand, the things you put together so good that you just get your name out there. It's, you're not doing it for money, dude. You're getting your name out there. So when I market my business, ah, people are going to hate me for this. I don't fucking look at how much money I spent. I don't micromanage my ads. Obviously, I'm going to test creatives and find the best ad and the best audience and you know, stop ads if they're not performing. But I don't think of it like that. I'll, I'll run out of all of my motherfucking money for the rest of my fucking life to push my brand. And so since I think like that, I think it's been, it's been easy to transition from, you know, being younger, being a kid who promoted bands, that personality, that mentality of, Dude, let's just get the fucking name out there. Whatever it takes, let's just get the name out there. I don't care how much money we have to spend to buy new instruments, you know, go two hours over to the show that got canceled and, right, like, take the opportunity to to lose money to play this show because we just want to get our name out there. That's it. In some ways, you could say it's not a smart strategy, but then in some ways, you could also say... We were never in contraction. And so that's the way that we do dream blueprint marketing. We're never in contraction. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter if the goddamn sun explodes. I'm running ads tomorrow. It doesn't matter if I'm sleeping outside tomorrow in a fucking car or on the ground. I'm using, hey, I got $5 to my name. I'm using four of them to run ads for the company. It doesn't matter. Those little resources don't matter. We're going to grow the company. We're not going to give a shit. Just like when I was in bands growing up, you see the same thing there. Now, do you see that? That most companies say, oh, here's our budget, blah, 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 blah. Luckily enough, that's not the way I think right now. I hope that lasts forever. Coca-Cola spends more money every year on their marketing budget than they make. We will continue to do the same. Because when people know about the brand, people will believe in the brand. And when they believe in the brand, just like they believed in our hardcore bands growing up, they will give human energy and effort towards the brand, paid or for free. They'll purchase to be a part of the brand. They'll help us sell tickets. They'll help us sell merchandise. 
because they want to be a part of that. And if we can do something that reaches the hearts and minds of those people, they're going to want to be a part of it anyways, especially if enough people see it. And so that's the first thing. Our goal was never to make money. It was to get that brand out there. That's it. So that's the first reason. I don't micromanage my resources. I know exactly what the goal is. To be the number one insignia. To be the number one sign. To be the number one symbol that people see out there. That's it. And so there you have it. That's the first reason. If you want to be successful in business, if you want to be as successful as you possibly can, don't micromanage what you're putting in. You know how many times I've tried to say, well, how many hours am I putting into this business? Dude, you know what I decided? I don't fucking care. I just don't even fucking care. I don't want to track my hours. I want to track everybody else's because that's what they need. I don't want to track my hours. I don't give a shit. I don't want to know the outcome or the money or the number or the dollar sign. I don't care. This name is going to get out there no matter what. Dude, if I had to go work at fucking Subway tomorrow and three other places to get cash and, and run like, you know, ads because the company fucking crashed or something, I would do that. I don't care. If I had to go sleep outside so that I could have more cash to do it, I would do that. I don't care. And so for what reason am I telling you this? Because if you give a shit about how much money you're spending and you give a shit about how many hours you're putting in and it's you versus me, you're going to get crushed into the fucking ground. Six feet under like it's nothing. Because you want to track and micromanage everything and, and make sure we're not overspending and, oh, we have a certain budget and, well, this is, you're putting a cap and a limit on the way that you grow and anything that you're doing if you do that. I get it. What gets measured gets accomplished. I understand that. However... Your boy's the type of person who goes to the gym and I say I have 15 more and I get to 15. I'm like, fuck that 15. We're just, I'm just going to keep going. And no, this is the last. I'm just going to keep going. You're not going to beat a person like that who gets to the end of their highest goal and keeps going. That shit is limitless. So being in that band where we didn't measure anything, the only thing we did was try to focus on putting in more time. <laughs> we didn't even measure. We just tried to do more every single second of the day. How do we do more, more, more? Do I go to sleep to music now? When I'm in the car, I listen to music. On the way in and out of school, I listen to music. On the weekends when I'm alone, I'm listening to music. Room alone, I'm listening to music, and I'm making music. When I'm hanging out with friends, I'm making music. And when I'm not doing that, I'm talking about music. And the only thing I'm thinking is, damn, I feel like I should put in more time. That's the first thing. Being in bands taught me to be successful in business. 
because my goal isn't to measure things and get an equal outcome. My goal is to do more work. You're not going to beat a person like that. I'm not here to negotiate the best price. I'm here to die in the fucking pursuit of more effort. First thing. There you go. Done. If you have something like that in life, you are squandering your opportunity by not realizing that mindset and bringing that into everything you do in business. And you'll try and try and try to micromanage shit and continue to get crushed by people like me. And I know that's in you. And if you don't channel that, you're going to lose. Not just to the world. That's the worst part. You're failing your own potential. If you don't operate like that. Okay. That's the first thing. Second thing. Here we go. Along the lines of the same thing. Second thing was doing door-to-door and over-the-phone sales for different companies for years. And when I say years, I mean about... I say it was right. So I'm selling tickets and bands back in the day. I'm learning Jones effect. I'm saying, hey, your friends, your friends going. Do you want to come too? Now, how many more people said yes when I said your friends? So, so we were selling tickets then, right? <clears throat> and so I go to the Atlanta Institute of Music and Media, a favorite guitar player, right? Again, I didn't give a shit about what it took. So I moved from Ohio to West Virginia, lived with my grandparents for a few months. Stayed there, wrote a shit ton of music, hung out with my grandparents. That was one of the most valuable things ever. Got to spend time with them. I can't purchase that. No amount of money I make in the future is going to make that purchasable. It's an amazing experience. I love my grandparents. Uh, Grandpa passed away. God bless his soul. I love you, man. And so I went from Ohio to West Virginia to Georgia. I went to the Atlanta Institute of Music and Media. Graduated there while tutoring other people, while writing a shit ton of music, while working full time. Graduated, came back home, was back home for a little bit. I mean, like, basically wasn't back home. (laughs) I was back there for a few hours and my parents were like, all right, dude, you got to get a job now. Dude, I just got here yesterday, but I'm like, you know what? Cool. Thank God I had parents who were like that. All right, so I went, I watched Wolf of Wall Street, my goofy ass. I watched Wolf of Wall Street, and after watching Wolf of Wall Street, I was like, sales. I would be, I know I would be a persuasive person. Turns out I was wrong. Um, first sales job I ever had, I walked into the place. He said, can you get a few more guys to work here? I wanted the job. I oversold. I said, absolutely. I said, I can have a crew of people working with us tomorrow. And he said, cool. If that's true, then come in. I think it was on a Tuesday. I think I remember the exact day. I said, yeah, perfect. Shook his hand. All right, Jordan. That's his name, Jordan. The marketing manager for 
IES, Instant Energy Solutions. Badass motherfuckers who turned me into the salesperson I am today, or at least put me on that path. Always be appreciative for that. Um, and so, yeah, I left freaking the fuck out because I was like, right, I'm over here. You got to think. Imagine you just get the sales job. You watch Wolf of Wall Street for whatever fucking reason. You think that means something, whatever. After watching that, you get the sales job and you tell these people, yeah, I can hire a bunch of people. You leave damn well knowing you don't know who the fuck you're going to talk to and that that it wasn't necessarily a lie, but you promised something that you really don't know if you can deliver. But in my mind, I was like, if I say something, I'm going to make it happen. So the next day came back with, uh, with two people. Ended up bringing four people in that week. My younger brother, uh, my friend Rob, my younger brother Joe, my friend Rob, and uh, this kid named Cody. There's somebody else, can't quite remember. Remember, I brought three other people on board with me. We started doing over-the-phone sales, did fucking terrible. We thought we were cool. Well, Well, if we did it in person, it'd be easier. And so... You're seeing us in this van, right? <laughs> I don't know if any of you remember your first sales jobs, but uh, I remember being in the van and thinking, dude, we got this. And I remember when we pulled up to the neighborhood and he opened this, the van door, like it slid open. Shh, none of us got out. And he was like, uh, come on, guys, let's fucking go. And all of us were dead quiet. And I remember who was sitting in the, the front seat, but I was like, go, dude. And then as soon as they went, I didn't move. <laughs> I was like, fuck, man. I st- Son of a bitch. I was like, I can't be that guy. Got out, whatever. And so this is the second reason, right? The first reason was being in bands where the goal was to work more. That's it. We didn't really know what the goal was half the time except for to just get that shit out there. That's it. So we were, we thought, well, maybe if we put in more effort, something will happen. That's all we knew. We weren't strategic enough, which ended up being beneficial. That's all we knew was put in more work. That's it. That's all we knew was to put in more work. We didn't know how to measure the fruit of our labors. Therefore, we didn't. And so the second thing, again, is these sales jobs. And so the first door I ever went up to, my knees were shaking so motherfucking hard. Uh, my palms were sweating. I still remember I was shaking. I've never shaken so goddamn hard. I walked up there. There's 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 a dude and and his his wife, I'm assuming, standing out there and he's I don't know what the I don't know what he's doing to this day. He's watering the lawn. Had a hose just and they watched me walk up to them and they both looked at me like what the fuck? I walk up there, I'm like, sh- literally, visibly shaking. Visibly shaking. And, uh, Memphis going crazy over here. You see me visibly shaking, right? I come up here and they say, I didn't know what to say, they said, what do you want? I said, hey, you guys be interested. You guys have a stumble over my words, eventually got it out. You need insulation? <laughs> no, we don't. Okay, thank you. I remember going in the next door. My brain still didn't restart. 
I remember going to the next door and just thinking, I really fucking hope these people don't answer. I knocked. Felt like I was there for an eternity. Knocked again. And knocked again. I think I kept knocking. No one answered. I just like, oh, fuck, I, I got to leave. So for the rest of the day, I used a New Jersey accent like Wolf of Wall Street because it was the only thing that could get me out of my own skin and character enough to actually talk to people. So this carried on from job to job to job to job. All right. Ended up quitting that company because we got an argument with like the marketing managers. We got them a bunch of leads that their salespeople didn't close. We, we did like a marketing show, like a home show, right? And so we got them, I boosted the shit. We went from like 80 leads to 800. Like I boosted that shit 100% type deal from 80 leads the previous year to 800 and they didn't close any of them. So they tried getting upset with us, and we basically said, fuck you, and left. We went to the next company, my buddy worked at that company together. At this company, it was door-to-door sales for Fortune 500 companies, 100% commission, and I did fucking terrible. Had a blue Ford Focus, ZXE, still love that car. 2005 Ford Focus, ZXE, the hatchback, blue one, And so I remember telling my parents I was going to be great at this and then telling them a few months later, I I know this is terrible for me to ask. Is there any way that I can borrow a few dollars for gas? (laughs) Because I wasn't closing deals, man, for like months, for months. And, And the funny thing is now that I employ people and back then I was thinking, I really, really, dude, I'm terrified. I really don't want to get fired. I don't want to give up on this. I'll do anything. I'll sleep outside. I don't give a fuck. And now I have people that are like, oh, you know, I hope I'm doing good. I'm like, bro, just make sales. Like, we'll do what it takes. We'll get you to make sales. I guarantee it. But I was so nervous that I was going to get fired because I wasn't making deals, which maybe I should have. Who knows? And so this company went to move to like a like Columbus or whatever. And then on top of that, I wasn't making deals and I was getting me and my buddy were fucking disliking the people there because, you know, some of the salespeople there, um, you know, won't name the company. But some of the salespeople there were lying. You know, I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you guys. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to bullshit anything to save anyone's reputation. It's just not going to fucking happen. I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus. But the company we were at. Basically, you'd have salespeople that would lie, close deals, and then these motherfuckers would walk in front of the sales team and be like, here's what I did this week that worked. And then you'd ask for help, and they'd be like, you should just do what I do. And you'd be like, I know what you do. You lie to close deals. I was there when you did it, dumbass. And the CEO wouldn't get rid of these people, and we were just sick of being told taught how to do sales like I desperately wanted to get good at sales and they had these people that were making sales by lying about shit train us I'm just like this dude and of course the CEO didn't know they were lying so he'd be like what's wrong with this person teaching you they're doing good just listen to what they have to say like dude they're fucking lying so I, I need to make money and you're pairing me up with people who are fucking lying about how they close deals that's not gonna help me which means I'm making less money and less, I'm being less productive because this bullshit you guys are doing. 
And so I remember making one of my first sales. I, I literally cried. <laughs> it was like 80 bucks, bro. I literally cried. And I remember putting the gas in my tank. And looking at the gas fill up. And being like, like crying my eyes out, eating like a fucking honey bun. Because I was fucking so hungry, hitting the field all day. And just being like, yes, yes, I knew it. I knew this would happen. Eat my honey bun, filling up my fucking gas tank. Yes. I said, I'm going to remember this moment. I remember standing there at the, at the gas station in, in Perrysburg, Kroger, Kroger gas station. Fill my stuff up and eating a fucking honey bun. And so I made barely any sales there. And then so me and my buddy moved to Atlanta. I'm going to speed everything up for you because this is the second point. All right, we moved to Atlanta. When we moved to Atlanta, we both got into sales, started closing for some other companies. Actually, we worked, we did mortgages before then. Uh, like basically producing leads for mortgages. We did fucking amazing. I won like every competition for the first two weeks. Just knocked that shit out the park. All right, killer over the phones. Then we moved to Atlanta, worked at another company over the phones in collection killed that shit dude tried to change the commission on us because we're i don't know he thought we were too young and fresh i was like "Uh uh-uh quit that company cool whatever i got in a serving i was like i need to work on my just like soft people skills that helped me with sales so i served it like the melting pot carabas and like a thai restaurant for a minute um And yeah, so I worked some odd jobs after that. And so even though I had worked some odd jobs in in between that period, all those years of being terrible at sales, all those years of being so bad at it, I still could, could not give up on getting good at sales. It meant it still means and will always mean the world to me because it's my projection of what I'm capable of put into something. And so the same kind of mindset of, I'm just going to do the work. I don't really care about the outcome. I'll use the money I get from my two, three sales and pay for sales training. I went to a fucking success hypnotist to be better at sales. Did it work? Who knows? I didn't give up. I'll tell you that much. And now I'm positive I have a top 1% ability to sell. I've only recently realized this too from hiring salespeople working at other companies. And when you run your own company, you can't give yourself one of the bullshit answers that your owed managers and CEO used to give you. So now when I notice bullshit, I don't tell myself the stupid ass response. I'm just like, no, that's bullshit. There's nobody else here to lie to me about it. I'm training you people. I'm listening to you sell every day. I know what's wrong with your sales. I've closed deals. I know what it's like to call on people and close deals back and forth i know exactly what i did to close those deals i know exactly how to do it again i know exactly what you guys are doing wrong there's no fucking doubt in my mind and the more that i do this the more i resonate with the best sales trainers on the fucking planet the more that i know deep in my fucking heart that those people and me would get along because we're fucking sales nerds i would sit there with these dudes all fucking day listen One day when I sit down with Jeremy Miner, just the experience of that conversation is going to be worth more than whatever I get 
after the conversation. Listening to Jordan Belfort, listening to Chris Voss, right? And so I spent months and months and months reading declassified CIA and FBI documents, literally thousands of pages, making notes and condensing them and then condensing the notes of each book into one meta book and then adding that into my experience in years of sales and then implementing that with my salespeople in companies. In this company in particular. I say companies because we're still in this story of all these companies. So that what is the second thing? Again, let's, let's, let's circle around here. What is the second thing that made me good at business? The first thing was I'm, I don't give a fuck what it takes and I don't measure. I'm going to put this brand out no matter what. I would use my last dollar just like I did in bands. The second thing is with sales, I don't give a fuck what I get back. I knew no matter what, I was going to get good at sales. And if I made money from sales, every dollar would go right back into paying somebody, a program, whatever I could find, no matter what it took to get better at sales. And I still think that way. I'll continue to humble myself because I'm not fucking slowing down. I'm a speeding bullet flying at the speed of fucking infinity through this goddamn galaxy. I know you math dudes are like, that means you're technically not going and whatever. <laughs> you get what I'm saying, which is, I don't give a fuck how many times I fail at all. That is the least important thing to me. And to many people, that's the most important thing to them. My failure would be not being amazing at sales. It doesn't matter how much money I make to me. Yet again, the only thing that matters to me is how amazing I get at sales, persuasion, and negotiation. That's it. That's it. That's the only thing that matters. And so we have the same type of mindset. The reason that your boy's amazing in business is because Sales is not a pastime for me. It is my life. It is everything to me. As far as skills, as far, right? You, you got a professional athlete. You get a professional athlete who plays baseball. Baseball is everything to him. It's not something he does in his free time for fun or something he does for work and then goes home and just does whatever. It's everything to him. And so sales is everything to me. It's like one in the fucking morning. And I'm talking about sales. Got on Discord, seen one of my sales dudes post something on there. Responded to something that he said earlier about sales. That's all I think about all the time. And I do not plan on slowing down ever I plan on seeing how deep the rabbit hole goes of optimized focus, optimized performance, and optimized rest afterwards so that I can integrate the things that I've learned. That's the only thing I care about. And whenever I see how far ahead I am in sales... It fuels me to find people that are way more farther ahead still 
to find the world's best, right? to break out of that matrix completely. Move like a speeding fucking bullet through this galaxy. And climb at the top of the highest mountain and the highest echelons in the fucking galaxy. As high as I can go in relation to this world when it comes to optimized sales performance. And so years and years and years of doing sales without getting paid, without being good at sales, without making a commission, even though I was commission-based, you have no idea what I've put myself through to make one sale. So when the sales started rolling in, it didn't mean and still doesn't and will never mean anything to me. People will complain about doing sales and not making a sale for a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, two months, three months, four months. Dude, I did sales for like two years without being even a little bit good at sales. I had my parents say, well, maybe you should find a different job. And it just pissed me off. No, you don't get it. It broke me, bro. Why would I quit on a goal that I have? Never am I going to do that. Why would I do that? I'm not going to give up on a fucking goal I have. I'll do this until it fucking kills me. I don't want it to kill me. God forbid, right? <laughs> but I'll do it until it fucking kills I'm not going to stop. And again, since I did sales for years without making money, guess how easy it is and how much I'm not stressed ever about how long it takes me to make a sale now. We made a sale? Awesome. I'm used to doing that a thousand, two thousand more times before doing that. You think I give a shit? Let's do more. I don't care at all. I don't care at fucking all. And so, how to be great at business. There's the two things. One, you need to understand that your only goal is to rise to the top. Doesn't matter. Don't micromanage the shit that you do. Just push that fucking brand out there, dude. Focus on getting a brand out there so that you can get resources, not just cash, resources, human capital, right? Push the brand. If you push the brand, like they say, if you build it, they will come. If I build a brand that reaches 10,000 salespeople, how many salespeople do I have to interview in those 10,000 that it reaches until one of those people brings me back $25,000 a month. Because if I spend $25,000 to find that person, but they bring me back twenty-five dollars a month, reoccurring revenue, then that's going to 12x at least, by the way, because I'm not doing the rollover math from the repeating months. They would have Alex Hermosi hop in here and like do the math because like I can't do the math yet I'm not that great at doing quick math like that <laughs> I put like 25k a month brings me that every fucking month reoccurring the next month 
So he brings me 25 this month. He brings me 25 next month. But that month, I make 50K. The next month, I make 75K that next that month. The next month, I make 100K that month. Dude, if I got to spend $25,000, it doesn't matter to me how I get the money. Loans, um, you know, investors, uh, me closing more deals and using all the money from the deals to run advertisements to recruit salespeople. It doesn't matter. When that person brings me in 25K a month, none of that shit is going to matter. And so you get the brand out there. You can gain resources, not money. And you can use those resources to make money to barter for more resources. That's what the band thing taught me. As a kid, you focus on resource, not money. And so I didn't have to pay for food sometimes. I didn't have to pay to have a good time sometimes. People just wanted to hang out with me. Girls just wanted to hang out with me. People just wanted to go out to eat with me. People just wanted to purchase, you know, our tickets. I guess that's money, right? But people just wanted to purchase the tickets. I have to pay for a lot of advertising. People liked the band. People liked what we did. Cool. A second thing is, I'll work just to work. The goal is to be incredible at sales. Ideally, if I made 25K a month, I would spend 25K a month and getting better at sales. There is no end to this shit. I'm looking like in Relentless by Tim Grover when he's teaching Michael Jordan and Kobe. The only thing I'm thinking of is what is that 0.001% lift in performance? Where is that at? I'm really passionate about this shit. This shit means everything to me. Where is that 0.01 lift in fucking performance? Where is it? Where's the precious? I will find it. Oh, that 0.01 lift in performance. That's the only motherfucking thing that I care about. Where is it? How much more money do I have to spend? How much more work do I have to put in? How much more time and energy? How much more do I have to put in? Do whatever it takes. And so one, you push a brand, you can gain resources. Gain resources, the money shit takes care of itself. Money is secondary to resources. Use money to get resources. You build a brand, you can just get the fucking resources. I build a big enough brand, I don't have to use money to recruit people. People already know my brand. At a certain point, you reach critical mass, and it's self-sustaining. It becomes exponential when you reach critical mass. Push the goddamn brand. You'll get resources eventually. Put whatever money in, it doesn't matter. Push the goddamn brand. Secondly, don't get good enough to make X amount of money. Do something that's so good that the money and the resources you get could be put right back into the path you took to get there. And that would be enough for eternity. I know that if this fucking world collapsed, I would be okay because I'm good at sales. It doesn't matter if we move back to fucking chicken and milk and goats and trading fucking trees and shit trading plants it doesn't matter if we're trading fucking pigs and chickens and eggs and fucking plants and like i'm gonna come out on top i'm a good negotiator i'm good at sales and persuasive i know how to find resources i know the math 
the way I could break down the math to scale the way that I get resources. I know how to negotiate effectively. I know how to bring people on a team. I know how to teach those people to effectively communicate and persuade. I know how to have those people go out there and bring resources back and then what to do with those resources so that we all make more resources. I'm going to do that shit forever. I'll go down every fucking rabbit hole. No, I'm not I'm not talking, oh, I'm 40, I'm going to retire. Oh, I'm 60, I'm 80. No, I'm going to live to be 200 years old and I'm going to do this shit forever. Dude, when I get to heaven, I already know what's happening. I already know what job role I have when I get up there. And so I don't want to be good. I don't want to be great. I don't want to be amazing. I want to be whatever is beyond all those words we can think of. And people will say, well, it'll change your language. It's not that I want to be, it's that I'm gonna. It doesn't matter what I say or don't say, it's gonna happen. It doesn't matter what affirmations I say, I'm gonna put in the work no matter what. And so, how do you become successful in business? Through a lens of what I've done. Continue, continue to follow the podcast. I have absolute faith in what I'm doing. It doesn't matter if I fail next year, two years, five, ten years, twenty. It doesn't matter, right? Like, I'm already successful. I'm saying, it doesn't matter if I begin to... It, the ups and downs are like the stock market. I don't give a fuck. It's going to go up and then down and then up and then down and then up, 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 and then down. And, and It doesn't matter. I'm going to stay the fucking course. Sales and persuasion is the only thing I know. Winning is the only thing I know. And I don't want to understand anything else. So, grow a brand. You'll get resources, which is the goal. That's why you get money, is to get resources. So it's probably logically a, just a more strategic, intelligent move for you to just grow your fucking brand. And not to be like, oh, I'm growing my brand. No, it's not, ah, skip through the field. I'm growing my brand. No, dude. Do everything it takes. You have to be like a musician. Musicians don't even really get paid. And they're like, hey, check out my music. Hey, check out my music. Hit every platform. Hey, check out my music. If they get money, you know what they're doing? Running an ad. Hey, check out my music. They, they, and half these people, like, never, ever get paid ever once. And still, hey, check out my music. Hey, check, for years and years and years, these motherfuckers don't even have very many songs out. They're still like, hey, I'm a rapper. Hey, I'm in a band. Hey, I'm a music producer. Hey, 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 hey. Build that shit. Build that shit forever like it was your fucking destiny. For eternity is just to build that brand. And you will gain resources. Why do you think so many artists are people without jobs and shit? Like, I don't have a job, but I make music, so my friends let me live with them, and they just, like, idolize me for being a poet or whatever. And then, you know, when that goes wrong, there's, like, this... All these girls that think I'm attractive because I'm a musician or whatever. Now I have all these resources. I don't even need money. Because these girls are going to pay for my meals. Because they understand branding, dude. They understand self-branding. They don't need money. They have resources. Why would they need money? Push that fucking brand. That's what that band taught me. That's how you're going to be successful. Push that fucking brand. Don't treat the brand as something you do to prove to people you have a brand. Treat the brand as something that you do until every single person on the planet invests in whatever you do however they can.
If every single person on the planet saw a Dream Blueprint ad once, I think we'd be okay. Secondarily, relate something in your life that you want to get good at so much you would spend money just to get good at. You think a top athlete needs more money, dude? You think that's why they're doing what they're doing? Because they need more money? Some of them, yeah, their goal is to make cash. That's cool, whatever. Ball the fuck out. You really think they're doing what they're doing? Because, no, it's because it brings them closer to infinity. It brings their fucking soul closer to infinity to see what they're capable of. So while everybody else is penny pinching and micromanaging their ads and micromanaging the labor they put in and setting goals to get good so that they can get this that's not the way I'm thinking about this at all if I make a million I'm going to spend a million on the business I'm going to spend two million on the fucking business if I make ten million I'm going to spend twenty million on the business go ahead universe destroy me rip me apart tear me apart break me down do whatever you have to do doesn't matter not even a little bit Even my own emotions, even my own thoughts, even my own ups and downs, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I'm sure or not. I'm going to move forward if I'm sure or not anyways. Doesn't matter if things make me anxious, dude. That's the difference. It doesn't matter. I think all the time, well, I'm feeling great today. Well, what if tomorrow I don't feel as great? What if you're successful right now, but you don't feel successful tomorrow? What if self-sabotage kicks in? You're, then it doesn't it keep going. But if you're in war and you start getting shot at and you're like, maybe I'm not a good soldier. Oh, well, like, dude, you're, you're going to keep going, right? How do I deal with doubts and fears and things? Probably the same way you do, actually. Probably the same exact way you do. It's just not going to affect if I move forward or not. It's not gonna affect that at all there's been times where i think i've been more anxious than anyone around me in the business completely and it affected me less than their small amount of anxiety affected them you have to learn that anxiety is not an indicator to slow down not and therefore not getting the returns you want is not an indicator to slow down if you use that mindset in the stock market you'd fucking fail it's going up. Oh, it went down to sell it. Fuck, hurry up. I'm relying on the fact that I'm never going to stop. I'm relying on the fact that when Joe Schmo hits his goal, he's going to slow down. I hit my goal. I got good enough at sales. Time to slow down. I did it. Not me. If I hit my goal, I'm using all the money I got from the goal to spend all of it again to hit the next goal. Pointless to even set goals to a certain degree. I want to work so hard that I don't know what the numbers are. I want to be so. I want to find the people who are the most submersed in what they're doing. 
and I want to beat that. I want to create goals that no one even knows, right? What they say said so like someone couldn't run like a, I don't know, it was something, right? They couldn't run like a six-minute mile or some shit. Something like, I think it was six, something. You guys might know. And then someone ran that mile, three-minute mile, whatever it was. And no one ever done that before. And as soon as they did that, the next year, like 80 people did it. My goal is to move that fucking bar forward. It is not to set some small goal, reach it, and go hooray. That's not it. My goal is to push humanity fucking forward in the way that we approach business. If I don't raise that bar, something fucked up. So I'm 28. I have limited time to do this. Time is a limited fucking resource. How do I find that 0.01% advantage to get more done with my time? That's the only thing I care about. Bhagavad Gita. I work to work, not for the fruit of my labor. You think like that, you'll get more fruit. Just focus on the work. So build your brand, focus on the work. That's it. You have to live and breathe that shit. I slept in a fucking car, talked to girls because I seen that as a subset of sales and persuasion. You know, did serving because I seen that as a subset of sales and persuasion. Went to sleep to sales and persuasions book and only hung out with my buddy who I did sales and persuasion with all fucking day. And since I invested and since I had blood, sweat, and tears in it, it would be impossible for me to give up now because then that means I lost all of that effort I put in. By that logic, I'm just going to keep putting in more effort so my mind never even thinks about slowing down. I'm going to buy a city. We're going to use that city to practice politics and economics resources not just cash and it's going to be a little incubator basically like a, a microcosm of what it would be like to enhance the entire fucking planet and everything in the world's against me there's like a a 99.9% chance that I'm never going to reach that goal ever. I didn't go to this school. I didn't grow up with these role models. I wasn't conditioned to be like this or this or this. It's me versus 20-something years of incorrect conditioning. And I only got maybe 60 years on average. I'm going to live to be 200, right? So I got like I only got like 172 years left to accomplish this. Still damn near impossible. So when I reach my goal, the scariest thing that could happen is I could go hooray and slow down. Don't care about that. So this is how you be successful in business is the mindset that you have to have. Um, I wouldn't be anywhere without it. I have a long way to go. I'm always going to find that 0.01% edge. My fears and anxieties do not matter. My second thinking does not matter. The opinions of other people and what's been done before does not matter.
The only thing that matters is continuing to take step after step after step after step after fucking step after step up that mountain after step after step. When I get to the top of that mountain, you're imagining me celebrate. That's not what's going to happen. I'm going to keep finding the next mountain to climb. going to keep going and going and going and going. I don't have time for second guessing. I don't have time for, you know, thoughts, anxiety, fears. The only thing I have time for is to continue step after step after step after step after step. Again, there's a a 99.9% chance that I'm going to fail. And I'm going to take every single step to the end of that. Good luck. Go out there and be successful.